Hey everyone, this is Christian Sandy Bent with the Christian Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Tori Harper. She is a Christian artist based in Nashville, Tennessee. She started doing church musicals at a very early age. Being from Nashville, people come to the city with the dream to make it in music, but Tori had to let the Lord define what making it means. And we're excited to have her on. So welcome yes. to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you for having me. And, and you know, it's it's not common to actually have somebody on the show from Nashville. That's true. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of people who were from <laughs> Nashville. Yeah, it's uh, it's not super common to run into someone originally from Nashville. Yeah. You run into a lot of people that move here for music right. and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but not a lot of people actually from here. Yeah, we're planning on moving to Nashville ourselves. So yes. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting! And we, in fact, we just spent. It's funny. One of my friends, Joe, he just he made a comment while ago about don't talk about Nashville too much. But we just spent seven nights yes. in Nashville through the Fourth of July week. So we're super oh. excited about so that. So did you guys see the incredible fireworks display then? Oh yeah. yeah we were amazing. we were down there in that mess with three hundred and fifty four thousand people. We were oh my goodness. <laughs> and wow. it was it was blue. I mean, you know, we go we're we're in Savannah and we go to mm -hmm. a lot of times Savannah fireworks and sometimes yes. Jacksonville, Florida fireworks. And Nashville made them look like just a backyard show. That's true. Yeah, this is probably the biggest one I've seen so far. Definitely. Which they said it was supposed to be the biggest one of any city ever. Yes. <clears throat> so as you know, um, we all went through this crazy COVID stuff. Oh yes, the past um, year. This past year, how did it affect what you do, and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze? It has been a, especially for um, just the entertainment industry in general. I think um, being a singer, songwriter, musician, performer. Uh, comes at a cost when times like that roll around because, uh, you know, there's no concerts anymore. There's uh, no tours anymore. And so a lot of, uh, a lot of artists like myself have been home much, much more often than um, they normally would be. And um, I've, I've been lucky enough to, um, I'm still, living at home with my parents, although maybe not for too much longer, I might be moving out, right. but, um, but, um, I feel blessed to have been able to stay with them at their home and, um, it's a great place and they are wonderful, wonderful parents who love the Lord and foster a very loving home. And, um, yeah, but it has been really weird to just be home all the time um, right before COVID in, um, 2019, I went on a really long tour for about six months. And so, um, going from yeah. that kind of life to being home and there's no concerts, there's no shows, not even shows my friends are doing that I can go and support them. 
Yeah. It's just nothing. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I've been one of, uh, the, the blessed ones out there to be doing okay. But I've had a lot of friends that have gone through heartbreaking situations and rough Mm -hmm. times. Um, so, and even like the booking agents and, the promoters and all of those people who worked in events and coordinating, um, they've gone through a terrible year. Yeah, exactly. And for us, we, you know, the show, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID Mm -hmm. and it kind of exploded the show a little bit because I remember our original plan was to do a hundred interviews last year. And we thought that'd be a great foundation for the Mm -hmm. first year. And then COVID happens. And I remember telling Sandy, I was like, you know, this may be our year to shine. Everybody slowed down. So they're going to have time to come on our show now. <laughs> and because of that, we did over 300 yeah. interviews last year. And we're over 400 now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And we just, and the crazy thing is we're getting people we never would have imagined because we just had Scotty McCreary on yesterday. Yes. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. So, so for us, it's been a blessing. I mean, I don't, I don't wish COVID on anybody yeah. and hopefully we still stay not sick, you know, right. <laughs> you know, cause it's still out there. But again, at the same time for our show, it's done a great thing. Yes, it has. Mm, yeah. And it gives these artists an opportunity to have, um, another, another way to, to get their voice out there um, during this pandemic. So that is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of artists that we've talked with said that they haven't, they've been so busy the last five, 10 years that this gave them a chance to slow down and actually write more. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that for yourself? Yeah, in a way um, I have definitely done a lot of writing over the past year. I think, it's interesting because a lot of writing for me personally is tied uh, very closely with my emotions and what I'm going through. So sometimes um, things like when, when things are overwhelming, sometimes it can be really difficult to write. But um, I've definitely written more than I've ever written in the past year. Is that where yeah. Horizon came from? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, because of COVID, I got to do this amazing collaboration right um, with one of my favorite artists, Neon Feather. Um, I've looked up to his music for a long time, and um, we had a, our first collaboration with Be Like You, and then um, we just really clicked, and we've been writing a lot since then, and we were... Uh, and it was a really fun write and I really enjoyed working with him and creating this yeah. song and I think it came out um, just great and I love it. So now I seen where you written that you try to write not necessarily from your perspective, but what people may be going through so that you can touch them through God's hands. Tell us about that. Um, well, I would say, I personally just really like to write. I, I cannot write something I haven't been through. Yeah. So um, there are some people that try to sort of put themselves in other people's shoes. 
Um, and I would say I kind of did that with, with my first song I ever released a few yeah. years ago mm -hmm. after dark. Um, but since then it's been more about my personal journey with the Lord and, um, and just what he shows me and, uh, taking what I'm going through and putting it into a song, but then also taking what God's truth is about what I'm going through. And instead of just having my thoughts and feelings about it, it's now coupled with um, what God says about it and what the truth is about what I'm going through. So that's, that's kind of um, the method I go by. And, and uh, if, if I don't feel like I have something to offer, then I don't write. And sometimes that makes people wow. like wow. my manager and, <laughs> and my friends uh, a little bit frustrated because um, I don't want to just be spouting, you know, good thoughts and yeah. um, empty you words. Inspired God inspired. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I guess your manager and all that sometimes can get like, um, like, whoa, you better start writing more. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to make an impact, not just write. Exactly. Yes. <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career move for you? That's a very interesting question because... Um, I knew I wanted to do music very early on, but it didn't really click with me that it was going to be a career until around about the end of high school or shortly thereafter when I started working on After Dark. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of always, from a very young age, I always was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a singer. Wow. Um, but it didn't really hit me uh, about it being a career until I was older, till a few years ago. And I, I could not be happier. I'm so glad to be doing what I do. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of the big artists from your Blake Shelton's to your Carrie's to your Matthew West, yes. and, um, Michael W. Smith's and all that. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get to their levels, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about it because I think it's one of the most under talked about side of music. Because people kind of gloss over it and they dive in thinking, oh, I, I got the talent. I've got God on my side. I can make it. But me and you both know it's way more than that. So tell us about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to do, get go through, to, even to get to where you are today. That's a great question. Um, and I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, it's not as easy as it seems sometimes, you know, I feel like there's this big misconception that um, just because we haven't heard of an artist and then all of a sudden the next day they're blowing up everywhere, that it's possible to just become an overnight success and with one, <laughs> one right song, you could make it. Um, and, and to an extent, like if if you have a, if you have a really great song that does get you a long way. Um, and having the favor of the Lord as well is helpful, but, um, part of it is knowing the right people. 
Um, you've just got to make as many connections as you can, be as genuine as you can with people, um, because people can tell when you're being fake. And yeah. Um, yeah. so genuine connections. And um, I think the hardest struggle out of them all is probably just staying in the game. It's a real patience game, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because at first, people won't take you seriously. It takes a very long time for people to actually start taking you seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, it can be difficult when, uh, you know, you make friends specifically because, oh, these friends also like music, so we connect that way. But then your friend is going on tour and you're at home and you're asking God, why am I not on tour? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, uh, so it's things like that you, you've got to keep in mind. Um, I've always told people Big that. Sorry. Big mental thing, too. Yes. I've always told people that um, it's just the last man standing, really. As long as you don't give up, you should make it to a degree. Maybe not the highest degree, but if, if you just don't give up and you just keep going, that, that is the key to becoming successful in music. That's what I believe. Because you could be the most talented and gorgeous person in the world, but if you give up after the, you know, the fifth disappointment, you know, well, there. Who knows what you could have been. Never heard right. of you still. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, I remember. Yeah, I think. That kind of reminds me of a story that uh, when you said that, last man standing. I remember a story about two guys in the woods and a bear pops up and one guy jumps down and he's tying his shoes tight. And the guys, one the other guy's like, you can't outrun that bear. And the, he says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> his friend is going to have a very bad day. <laughs> yes. and, and, and you know, speaking of um, the the you know the work behind what you have to do, because a lot of people don't get that you have to do a lot of work. I remember a quote that Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church said I never forgot. He was doing a sermon, and he said that God may move the mountain, but don't be surprised when He hands you a shovel too. That's a good quote. I like that. Yeah. Cause because if you don't do the work, it, you know, it's like David, God, you know, God will Yeah, good. God will do the abilities in order to um make us likes to work with us and not just hand us everything because then we get to do it with him and it's more enjoyable. It's more rewarding that way. I think. Yeah. Cause you know, no, nowhere in the Bible does it say you speak and you get it without the work. I mean, even James said faith without works is dead, mm -hmm. you know? So everybody that has this whole idea on um, whether if you're a Christian that, Oh, just because God gives you this vision, it's going to happen. No, you got to work your, you know, I remember a quote too a while back that said that, you know, work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on God. That's a great quote. And I think um, sometimes it just takes us coming into agreement with what God 
spoken over our lives by stepping out and acting like it's already come to pass and working as if it is already yours. Um, that sort of unlocks the next step for you to, to go forward. Um, yeah. Yeah. like I'm going to be a singer and, and I never doubted that I, them, I am a singer. I, I stopped saying I'm going to be a singer and I just started saying I am a singer. And even though I'm not on the big stage yet, I am an artist. That's what God has called me to do. So I'm going to start acting like an artist, even though maybe some of the big things haven't happened yet. I'm just going to step out in faith and start saying and proclaiming that over my life because I know that's what God's called me to do. Love that. Yes. Now, since we talked a little bit about the struggle side, let's go the other way and let's talk about the glory side. What are a few moments that you can look back on your career even so far and be like, wow, that happened? Oh, um, well, I have gotten to write with some really amazing people and I, uh, I'm just so grateful for that. Um, one of them being that ever since I was really young, I've gotten to write with the amazing and wonderful Cindy Morgan. Um, she is just a wonderful person and she took quite an interest in me. Um, even when I was quite young and really mentored me as a writer. And I feel like I've learned so much from her. Um, my first co-write ever, which was, a, it was a bit of a favor, but still like favor from the Lord, honestly, uh, <laughs> was, Mia, was Mia Fields. Um, so oh, that was incredible. Uh, if you don't know who she is, uh, she's from, she did a lot with Hillsong for a while. Um, oh, wow. and now is still an, an incredible writer in the worship field. Um, and I also got to write with Brian and Katie Torwalt from Bethel, and that was amazing. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I got to write with, um, I got to write with the, the guys from All Sons and Daughters, and that was amazing as well. So I've just been surrounded by, um, just amazing, amazing people, amazing writers. And I feel really blessed to have been able to learn from them and to grow mm -hmm. in, in the presence of these people who have um, put in so much work and have really gotten so far. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists like yourself, but they don't see the teams behind the artists. And in our opinion, the teams never get the love they no, deserve. They and I don't care if you have a team of one or a team of 300 like Justin Bieber has. A team is a team. Yeah, so, the team matters. So tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. It's a pretty small one right now, but they are amazing. Uh, we've got my management team is basically the main, the main crew, um, mm -hmm. which can... Uh, my dad, he's, he's mm -hmm. the main guy there. He's been in management right. for a long time and he's very good at it. Um, as well as Emily, who is amazing. She's the one that got me all the details for this interview today. Uh, and she's just great. She's a powerhouse. Um, she's young, but she is like so full of wisdom and 
just um, so fun to be around. She knows what she's And I, I also could not not mention my mom because um, what mom is not the backbone of every singer. Um, but yeah, she supported me and um, she supported me, loved me and occasionally runs my Instagram. So <laughs> that is really, really wonderful. And from time to time, I'll take on a tour manager as well. Um, uh, although right now there isn't anyone filling that role, but um, we will likely have somebody soon. Um, and I'm sure whoever that is, uh, it's, it's a job and uh, it's one that I always appreciate um, people filling. So now you talk about your parents a lot, I can tell, and they are really supportive of you. Now there's probably a thousand stories you could say to this question, but just think of one that kind of pops out. But what's a story? Tell us a story where your parents went above and beyond for your career. And you're like, wow, they get that this is my passion and purpose in life. Oh, man. Um, they go above and beyond in so many ways. Um, yeah, I think like allowing me to live at home while my um, music is still kind of... Um, just beginning to take root in the world uh, before I've got a really consistent income. Uh, letting me live with them has been just wonderful. Um, today um they're just they're just so willing and so ready to just pour out whenever they know i need something and wow. um because of that i have an incredible guitar i got when i was 13 years You're completely froze right now. Yes. Oh, me now. Second me. Gotta love that, right? Fix now. Yes. <laughs> and you're okay. Question, yeah, just um, I have this incredible guitar I got when I was 13. I have a great microphone, I have this really awesome keyboard, and and uh, they were willing to not just get the the cheapo wow. one but the one that has the weighted keys like a real piano. Um, so yeah, they've just um, they're just so willing to do whatever it takes to help me. And um, actually encouraging me, uh, this may sound a little counterintuitive, but encouraging me uh, to not to not go to college and to use that that wow. money that they had for college for music instead. And wow. I think it was the best yeah. thing I did because um, 
if I had gone college, I wouldn't have been able to go on that tour last year. Um, I wouldn't have been able to devote this much time to writing and developing uh, my music. So um, I'm grateful for that. I love that, that your parents are yes. like that, because again, you know, we got a nine year old and a two year old and we, 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 when they get older when and get out of high school, I would love them to at least take a gap year to kind of find who they are and what they really want to do. I don't want to, you know, if, if college is not for them, I'm okay with that, you know, but as long as you have, if you're following where God's following you, then go for it. Totally. And speaking of family, we have yes, a third co-host, we do. our nine-year-old, always asks a couple questions. So we're going to get him, him real quick and bring him in oh, here. Yay! And our two-year-old, we let ask, or will ask a few questions down the road when she gets a little older, because we are a family affairs show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Try to keep it in the family the best we can. <laughs> uh, here he is. Hi, Tori. Hi. So what's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food is cheese. <laughs> That's a bit of a weird one, but I do really like cheese. So. <laughs> Look at his shirt. We forgot he's wearing a green shirt. Oh, oh yes, I was wondering cool. what that was about. That's so funny. Oh, is that a <laughs> Minecraft shirt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can see just a little bit. That's funny. Because uh, yeah. this brick wall is a green screen. So it's like, you know, yeah, <laughs> his shirt's green. Yeah. <laughs> I have a switch. So. <laughs> so, so what's your favorite food? Mine is pizza. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he could eat it all day long. He could. So, uh, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, my favorite TV show is probably The Chosen. Uh, and what's yours? Uh, my SpongeBob. Oh. That's a pretty funny yeah, show. We saw, I like that. We've seen that show yeah. all, so much because he he'll watch it over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. what's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie. My favorite movie is Lord of the Rings. What's your favorite Ooh. movie? Mine is the Minions movie. Oh, I like that movie. That's really cute. He loves all yes. the minions and the despicable me's and, and <laughs> Caitlin, our two-year-old daughter, she loves it too. Bye, thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> He's laughing about his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, sometimes we forget that, you know, you kind of can't wear light blue or green. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I need I need to get myself one of those green screens. They work really good, I tell you. You know, especially like, mm. you know, now with Zoom, from what I understand, it's not as good, but with StreamYard, we, you know, we, we really don't freeze up enough. Now, granted, we are connected to the wire, wired part, not yeah, Wi-Fi, but yeah. it does pretty good. And, yeah. you know, and, and you don't see, even moving our hands, it don't see like you can see through your hands like it does yeah. on Zoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is good. Because, <laughs> you know, we use it so every now and then an artist will only do Zoom. 
So that's do, true. We so occasionally, we, so we occasionally um, do do a Zoom, and sometimes you're like, "Oh, that's um, you can see through me." <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the reasoning for that is. Why some artists only want to do Zoom? <laughs> because it's what they know. Yeah, what they're used oh, to. Okay. Yeah. Even though StreamYard, you know, many of the artists that's come on, come on our show, they're like, oh, this first time you used StreamYard. And now they use StreamYard all the time. Oh, wow. Because so you can, cool. brand it. if you look at the top, you can brand it. You can change the colors. Like, you know, I can, you know, change it around all that. You can use your green screen. So I really like the flexibility of StreamYard. Yeah, and I like that you have like a comment section, and this is really yep. cool. Because you can pull people right up like that too. Yeah, we love uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is so. If you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh my goodness, that's a big question. <laughs> oh wow. Um, I'm sure there's so many people that I would love to co-write with. Um, but I think it would be really awesome to co-write with Brooke Frazier. Um, wow. cause I've looked up to her for a long time. So I think that would be really cool. That is awesome. Now back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before people really knew who she yes. was. And one of the questions I asked was where she want to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask, the guess that same question because the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living now. So she knew where she was going and nothing wow. was going to stop her. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Hmm. It's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. um, I don't always have like a specific answer for this yeah. because yeah. I, I like to leave it kind of open to whatever God wants to do. Um, yeah. But I mean, I would love to still be doing music and doing it full time. Um, and, you know, um, going on tour. And um, I think my dream is to one day, I just have this dream of having a really interactive show, like a concert that's just, um, it's not just music being sung at you or being performed um, to you but um, also having like a prayer team on standby yeah. and um, I would love to have like um, some dancers like like lyrical dancers with flags I think would be really cool um, stuff like that I just I guess that's sort of what I dream about I don't know if that's a five years thing but um, yeah. that definitely like a one day thing, um, maybe have like a really unique instrument on stage, like a harp or something. Um, oh, wow. I just, Love. yeah, I just, yeah. So I, I dream about, about future concerts and, um, mm -hmm. but basically I just want people to feel like they're really there and a part of it and not just experiencing it, but really involved and yeah. able to yeah. receive prayer and um, that sort of thing. Definitely love that. So um, let's look way down the road. Let's look 15 years down the road. And let's say that God has blessed you and you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. If the person you are today, 
could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? Well, I guess I would remind her um, to keep dreaming because even though it seems like you've hit the the goal or whatever, um, God's not done dreaming. So I would just say keep dreaming and thinking of something unique and creative to do. And, um, you know, yeah, keep keep dreaming and coming up with um, new ways to reshape what it means to go to a concert or experience music in general. Um, just don't stop dreaming. You know, like the Bible says, a person without vision shall perish, you know? Yes. And, and I think that goes right along with what you were saying is I believe that, you know, when you've hit that, if you, you know, if you don't have that next dream, that next vision there, then you're going to go backwards, whether you realize it or not. That's the, the minute you stop, forward, the minute you start. Yeah. Yes. And uh, how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet? <laughs> um, I guess I would describe it as um, a mixture of like pop, contemporary and worship. Um, but it also has I've, I like to think it has its own sort of unique sound to it. And what I tell most people is you just kind of have to hear it because um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to necessarily be like someone. So I don't like yeah. to use comparisons. Um, but yeah. I would say it's kind of that pop contemporary worship um, feel. Um, yeah. Some songs lean more worshipful and other songs lean more like contemporary pop Christian. Mm -hmm. um, uh -oh. So, yeah. Okay. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Wow. Um, I guess I would want to be remembered for just being able to um, show people who God is and reveal, um, reveal God to people um, that's really my my ultimate goal is just to be yeah. somebody that brings truth mm -hmm. and um, brings change to people's lives, like significant change. Um, mm -hmm. my, yeah. my main goal is like to break down um, these these wrong wrongful um, pictures we create in our mind of what God is like and replace it with the truth of who God is, his kindness. Mm -hmm and his love and um and just showing showing people what that's truly like i guess mm -hmm. i would love to be known for just my music having people um encounter god that's really that's really what i want oh, i love that last part encountering okay. god yes yeah <clears throat> so as we come to a close here let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special. It's, you know, as Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. Um, but they've played 40 or 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage and they look over the crowd and they get that stage bug that every artist talks about. 
where they just know that they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, and they say, I know I've been called to do this. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Well, I would say, um, write as much as you can, um, perform as much as you can. Um, sometimes it's even easier to perform if you're not in Nashville. So don't think that um, coming to Nashville is the be and end all. It is a good move, but it's definitely not um, what you need to do starting off. Um, I would say, um, you know, if, if you can find some local troops, um, if they don't have you play on a Sunday, ask if you can play for the youth group. Um, if you, if you can't do that, um, if you live in obviously an area permitting, you could, um, play on the sidewalk, you could play a song with your guitar case out. I used to do that, uh, when I was younger, of course I did live in a very safe area. So, you know, just (laughs) take caution with that, take wisdom with that. Um, or play in a local coffee shop, maybe ask them if they have an open mic night or a writer's round, or if you could do one, maybe you could host an open writer, open mic night or a writer's round in your coffee shop, or just ask them if you could play there acoustically. It's a great way to just get your name out there and to practice performing for a live audience. It's really good to play on the sidewalk because um, you get used to people like just completely ignoring you and walking past. (laughs) So you've got to start, you got to start being creative and learning how to truly perform and, and capture people's attentions. Um, So uh, uh, and if you can't take it from me, take it from Ed Sheeran, who also did that for a very long time. Uh, and look at look at him now. Um, yeah. So um, my my thing would be if you really feel like this is for you and you must do it, learn as much as you can, practice as much as you can, and just start telling people like one. Um, and you know, maybe don't quit your job just yet, um, but maybe switch to slightly less hours so that you can get in some more, um, practice time. Um, yeah. yeah. And you know, back to the sidewalk comment you made about people ignoring you. Um, it's funny that you say that because when we were in Nashville on Broadway and we'd walk by the different, Mm. um, bars where people were singing, I, you know, that was something I noticed. I was like, man. There's so many great singers here in Nashville on on, the, on these stages, and you look in the thing, and the crowd are just like just chit chat with each other and doing this There's and doing that. Just and I'm by. like, my God, it must be so tough to be that artist on that stage that doesn't really have that attention yet. Yes, as someone who's played in front of people eating before is particularly difficult to get people's attention when they are uh when they have food in front of them (laughs) Uh, it can be done Mm -hmm. it can
We'll see if she comes back, everybody who's watching. Yes. Oh, oh that was our. Oh, oh. There she is. There you are again. Our time's the charm, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yes. Um, well, I'm on social media, mostly Instagram, but I'm also on Facebook as well. I have a website, uh, which is toriharper.com. And my Instagram is just Tori Harper. Um, and you can find me on Facebook as Tori Harper as well. And yeah, I'm on Instagram pretty much every day. So, and I do check my messages. So if you want to send me a message, go ahead. Uh, I'm also on Cameo if anyone is interested in that. Um, so that's where you can find me. And my music is on Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple, Amazon, Pandora, um, pretty much any streaming service that you can find. My music is on there. Um, so yeah. Love that. And you know, yes. we, like I said, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Thank you so much. And you Thanks. have a blessed day. Bye. You too.